0: friend, I'm Neil, and I believe that you can make as much money as you want working as little as you want. This podcast is the answer to how. People told me that I could choose to work less, but if I did make that choice, I would have to also choose to make less money. I finally called BS on this idea and went on a mission to figure out how to make six figures or more working on a part-time schedule. I did it in the corporate world and now I'm doing it as an entrepreneur. I work less than half of what I used to work as an employee in my corporate job, and I have 10 times my corporate salary. Now I teach others how to do business on a part-time schedule too, so they have more freedom and flexibility. This is what the semi-retired lifestyle is all about, and I believe it's the antidote to the too busy life. Let's face it, if you didn't have to work all the time for money, you wouldn't be too busy for the life you really wanted to live. In this show, I'm sharing my secrets, tools, and strategies to do business in life on your own terms and live the lifestyle of your dreams. It's time to unbusy your life. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited about this episode because basically it's the second half of our discussion on goals. Last week, what I taught you about was the two gaps on the goal journey, the gap from where you started and the gap from where you are to where you achieve your growth goal. Now today, what I want to do is talk with you about failure because (laughs) failure is how you close the gap between where you are to the achievement of your goal. If you're doing a growth goal and In fact, experiencing failure is the reason that we set growth goals in the first place. (laughs) You may be like, wait, what? So many of us believe that setting goals, the whole point of that is to achieve them. But when we're doing growth goals, the whole point is the growth that we have internally, whether it is developing new skills, developing new capabilities, developing new mindsets, developing a new way of feeling or being that you create on the journey to going after the goal. So what happens though, is many of us have a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear, a lot of worry, a lot of doubt about failure. And because failure is literally the path, to achieving your growth goals, I wanted to offer you today a way to think about failure that maybe you hadn't considered in the past. And maybe, just maybe, it will have you consider joining Rick and I on our 50 fails for 2022 goal. And if you want to join us on that, all you need to do is hit either one of us up on Instagram and DM us or tag us in your posts about your failures. I am sharing my failures each week on Instagram on Tuesdays. So join me. I am going to be using the hashtag 50 fails to collect those posts. So you can see those as well. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about, as I've been thinking about this, there is a book that I've been reading that was recommended to me by another coach that I work with, and. It's called The Gap and the Gain, and it's written by Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy, I think is his name. And it's an amazing book, but there was something in there that I read that literally made my blood boil. (laughs) I wanted to share it with you because I think it's important for us to see kind of the history and the reason why we have such a negative connotation in our minds and in our society about failure. So even just understanding kind of where it came from and why it feels so true to us that failure is this bad, horrible thing might help you shift or consider your idea about failure, just knowing kind of like the root of it. So I'm going to read a section from this book and have you see kind of why It makes sense that we have a negative connotation about failure. So it says Seth Godin and many others have explained that public education was actually invented in 1918 to get kids out of the factories. Back then kids as young as seven did grueling, hard factory work. The education system was designed to train kids to be better and more obedient, productive and submissive workers in the future. The goal of the education system was definitely not for those children to become leaders or creative thinkers but to become people who did what they were told, looked for the right answer, and did not think for themselves. Our current system of teaching kids to sit in straight rows and obey instructions isn't a coincidence. It was an investment in our economic future. The plan? Trade short-term child labor wages for longer-term productivity by giving kids a head start in doing what they're told. One obvious reason that our public education system may hinder creativity and autonomy is how success is measured. A reference point is a standard for evaluation and comparison. In school, each child is measured against the reference points of national averages on test scores. In other words, each child is measured against other children and given a percentile rank of how they match up to other children their age. So this passage really clearly explains why failure, in our minds, means not measuring up to certain reference points and why we have such an attachment to having the right answer, because it means that we're doing it right. It means that we are meeting the so-called targets, all of that. And when you are in the midst of going after failure, you're not getting the right answer, (laughs) right? And What we're trying to do is find answers outside of ourselves. And so we don't, we're kind of like trained out of the habit of using our own minds and going inside to create the answers for ourselves. And what failure does is it gives us a self-correcting mechanism where we try something, it doesn't work, but we can learn from that and try the next thing. But because it's not something that's part of like, how we grow up and what we learn success looks like. Success looks like this nice, tidy, clean path where you do the right thing and get the right answers. And if you don't do that, you're a failure in a lot of our minds. We've failed. We've gotten the bad grade. We are now considered lesser than as we compare our intelligence level, whether we're smart or not smart, to other children and test scores. So, it totally makes sense that we have this negative connotation about failure. It also makes sense that we gauge our success or failure by comparison of things outside of ourselves. So, what I want to do is help you see a different approach to failure than maybe you have considered before. This is where many of us, especially in the United States, grow up is learning that we shouldn't fail, that failure is a bad thing. And so we take that idea from our childhood because that's what we've been ingrained with into adulthood. And we try to avoid failure at all costs. And in doing so, what we do is we limit the lessons and the learning that we could have that would lead us to higher levels potentially of success and more of what we want. So I'm just going to give you an alternative way to think about failure today. Maybe try it on, see how it feels to you. If you thought about failure in this way, if you were really like on board with this is what failure could actually mean, what would be different for you in terms of maybe what you would do or what you would try or what you might go after or what you might give yourself permission to believe was possible or permission to go after your dreams? What would that look like for you? Okay. So let's dive into three parts of failure here. I'm going to tell you what the definition of failure is in my eyes, why we fear it and how to create success from it. Because ultimately the faster that we fail, the more we fail, the faster and easier it is to get to whatever ultimate success or whatever ultimate goal it is that we're trying to achieve okay so first of all let's just talk about the definition of failure in my mind the definition of failure is that you do something and you don't get what you wanted or expected and so similarly success would mean you do something and you do get what you wanted or expected so failure is really just did the action result in meeting my expectations of what I thought it should create or not. And we've been trained to fear not getting what we expected or what we wanted from a very young age in our school system because of the way that it was set up. And there are very defined rules for what you should do. And if you do these things, then what we're told is if you study, do all the studying and you put in the effort and all that, then you're going to get success, which as a kid, when you're growing up means you get the A, right? Or if you're like many of us, you get the A plus plus, the 4.0, right? And if you don't do these things or you don't do them good enough or in the right way, then you get the bad grade. And depending who you are, the grad, the bad grade could be anywhere from an F all the way up to a c or a b <laughs> if you're like super high achieving always wanted to be the 4.0 student a b is like your nightmare right even a minus might be something that you would consider failure and we bring these ideas into our adulthood with us and it makes it really challenging to escape the need for a plan or a predetermined set of steps or rules that would guarantee us to get what we want or guarantee us to Get our expectations met. So it's really failure is just you do something, do you get what you wanted or you expect it or not? That's it. It's very simple. But the reason why we fear it is built upon, for many of us, our beliefs about what it means about us if we don't get what we expected or we don't perform in a certain way and meet others' expectations of us too. So why we fear it is that we fear the consequence of the possible outcome, the outcome that we don't want. We might, as an entrepreneur, create an offer in our business and nobody buys it. (laughs) We might invest in Facebook ads and then we have no return on them. We might hire a team member and they don't read our minds so the things don't turn out the way that we want them to. Maybe we hit a revenue goal and we don't make the money that we think we should. It's not the failure itself that we fear. It's the consequence, the interpretation in our own minds of the consequence of the failure. And mostly we fear what we make it mean about ourselves and our ability, our capacity, our capability to ultimately get to the goal that we want to achieve. So because my goal for 2022 is 50 fails, I've really had to think about failure differently as I prepared to start 2022, Uh, because if I went after failure in this way, filled with anxiety and fear and doubt and worry, (laughs) my 2022 would be miserable. (laughs) And when I think about it that way, I think like, I just wouldn't want to do it. I would just quit. It would be too emotionally taxing. It'd be too de-energizing for me to go after. And so I've come up with a different way to think about failure. And I'm using that to create the energy for myself so that every week, and I've already kind of pre started on my goal. Every week, when I find my failures, I'm able to use this idea and this framing for it to not de energize myself, not to create such a negative emotional experience that I get stuck and don't move forward, but to use it as power, as creating energy to take the next step forward. So I taught this concept that I'm going to teach you today in my mastermind the other day and it was really powerful. I'm I think it would be really helpful for you to hear it too on the podcast. So here's how I'm approaching failure in 2022 and it's just a different way to think about it that I'm offering up to you again. Now, if this does not feel good to you, of course, you don't have to use it. I'm just trying to find a way to feel good about failure because if I feel good about it, I'm more likely to do it. If that works for you, then I want to offer, maybe this would be helpful to you. So the first thing that I've allowed myself to do is not tell myself that I shouldn't feel fear or anxious or worried about a potential consequence that I don't want to have, right? I give myself the grace of acknowledging the fear that I have or the worry or the anxiety that I have about failing on something, trying something and it failing. And I actually put this in my schedule this year that I have like a 15 minute block of worry time. <laughs> worry is the thing that my mind naturally kind of just goes to. I've historically been that worry wart, you know, worrying about everything kind of personality. And so I notice when I set new and big crazy growth goals for myself. That's immediately where I naturally am inclined to go is to the worry place. So I'm not telling myself I can't, that I shouldn't, because I think that creates more resistance and just makes it more difficult. So what I do is I'm allowing myself, letting my mind kind of go wild with all of the anxious, worried, fearful thoughts about what could happen in my business or with money or going after my 2022 goals. And let myself just worry for that amount of time. And then when this is over, I'm done with worry for the day. It's like almost a thing that I've put on my daily to-do list. And I just like check the box. Okay, we've worried today. <laughs> check. And now we're moving on. And what I realize is it, that allows me to like get all of that kind of like that gunk out, like work that energy out and let those things kind of come to the surface. And then I go into actually using failure in a different way. So what I've decided is that failure is just success in disguise. And that in the past, what I've thought about failure is that it was this bad, horrible thing. But when I realized like success is inside of it, all I have to do is take the costume of failure off and success is underneath. Then it makes me so excited to think like, okay, so this is a failure. All I have to do is find the success that's hiding under it. When we relax our assumption about what success is supposed to look like, it opens us up to the possibility that the failure really could be the success just viewed through a different lens. I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, and definitely I've had some Instagram posts on this, but my husband and I, we don't watch much TV, but one of the shows that we do watch is Yellowstone. And every week, of course, I'm looking at everything that I watch through a life coaching lens. (laughs) So I always find opportunities for coaching inside of the shows, which is kind of fun. So there was this one episode, it's been a while back, but there was this one episode where Casey and his wife were having a difficult conversation. And she sat down in the bed and said to him, I just don't have the energy for this. And he looked at her deadpan and said, find it. And he said it. I literally had like a physical reaction to it. Those two words were just so powerful because in my mind, at least, what it implied is like, no, you have it. It's your job to just find it. And you might have to dig deep to find it, but it's there for you if you want it. So here's my takeaway on failure from this. It's not failure's job to tell us what success is hidden underneath. It's our job to find it. And if you train yourself to find success in every failure, you literally will become unstoppable. And that's what I'm after this year. And what I'd love for you to join me going after as well. And like I said earlier on the show, I'm going to be sharing my weekly fails on Instagram and the success that I'm creating from them every week on Tuesday. So, (laughs) here's the first one that I want to share with you just to give you a taste of what's coming. (laughs) I have a social media team who helps me with my Instagram posts. And there's been some miscommunication lately about my posts. And there was one in particular that went out without part of the caption. And I got really frustrated about it because in my mind, it didn't align with my brand or the message that I am putting out into the world. And so we had a talk about it. And before I even got on the call or even talked with him about it, I sat back and I coached myself and I said, okay, this is a failure. All I have to do is find the success. Like I literally was talking to myself and you'll find it. I asked myself, okay, How can I use this? What is the success that could be underneath of this? And what happened is the team and I came together and we created a simpler system, both for me and for them. And we used it to create another bonus for my 10K and 10 hours mastermind, my students, where we're giving them a content calendar and 30 days of post templates. And I created a one hour weekly social media plan so that they can get their weekly post done in under an hour which is what I do. Now, the reason that I tell you this story is because I could have just let the failure be and not work through it and just accept it as just is just is the way that it is and do nothing with it. But when I asked myself to find the success in it, when I turned it around, I created success from it. And I'm starting to see like how easy it is and how every failure becomes a step towards our bigger goal. In my case, my bigger $1 million goal. So this is just one example, but I'm going to be sharing with you every single week, my examples so that you get a taste of this too. And here's what I want to leave you with. Failure could be just success in disguise and your only job is to find it. So for every single failure that happens, where you try something, you do something, especially as an entrepreneur, this is like a daily part of our lives. You try something and it didn't work the way you wanted to. You didn't get the result that you expected from it. Ask yourself, what is this here to teach me? It's my job to find the success hidden beneath this failure. When you ask yourself those questions and you listen to yourself and the answers that you come up with, This becomes one of the most empowering skills that you can have as an entrepreneur. And it also works as being the CEO of your life. If there are failures in your life right now, you can do the same thing. Maybe you're going after a weight loss goal. Maybe you're going after a saving money goal. Maybe you're going after some other goal inside of your life. You can use this in the same way in your life. I'm doing that in my own life too. And I'm gonna share with you next week (laughs) how I created a million dollars by saving money on groceries, but I had to use every failure along the way to create that success. So whatever is in your way right now, that feels like a failure. If you took the cloak of failure off and asked yourself to find the success underneath, what would you see? Have a gorgeous week. I'll talk to you next week. thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the unbusier life show if you're a coach with a day job struggling to get your coaching business off the ground because you think you need more time or that your day job is keeping you from your dream business my niche strategy call is just for you you will come away from this call with the right niche for you learn how to get three clients and the five simple steps of making 10k working just 10 hours a week you don't need a lot of time to make money in your business as a coach All you really need is the plan to do it and the hours that you do have. I only offer a few of these each week, so go grab yours today by visiting my website at www.neilwilliams.com. This call is for you if you still aren't making money in your business or it's really hard to sell your offer or you're stuck in niche drama. We'll tackle all of it in this 30-minute call. Have a gorgeous week and I'll see you right here on the show next week.